0: Hello and welcome to The Least Worst Alternative, our personal take on the political and social news of the week, both domestic and international. By way of introduction, I'm Sean, and my collaborator on the pod is Guy. We've both experienced in finance, and Guy's also been a marketing director for some of the UK's biggest names. I've worked in industrial relations for a major trade union, and for my sins, had a stint at the civil service. Going forward, we're looking for your input, so please tell us what you think on the message board. In the meantime, however, and without further ado, please enjoy The Least Worst Alternative. Good afternoon to you, Guy. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you today? I'm very well. Good, we're talking over each other. That's good already, isn't it, (laughs) Well, I'm I'm here to deliver, deliver, deliver this afternoon. I don't know about yourselves. I'm here to not turn up or whatever it is (laughs) he said. (laughs) So, as is now customary, what, what... well, it's the silliest question in the history of podcasting, isn't it? What what will have caught your eye over the last week?
1: Oh, wow! Well, let me think. I think it might be something to do with the revolving door of chancellors. Right. It might be something to do with uh, prime ministers not turning up to urgent questions. <laughs> it might be something to do with the bond market. It might be something to do with the economy. Co- Nothing really, to be honest. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> You've got a few choices.
0: To, it's a bit like a game of Cluedo, isn't it? Aye. Who's with whom? With the broomstick in the cupboard, or what have you? <laughs> yeah. So, so Mister Purple, or whatever it is. Yeah. Now a name from the past. Um, yes. What happened to Quasi Quarting? Then?
1: Do you know? It's almost. I almost had trouble remembering what happened to him. But uh, I think when we spoke last week, he was uh, on an aeroplane. He was and and actually he got fired as we were on air from memory was he uh, yeah he i did, think, did I he? think <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah
1: he did but yeah so he's he's gone uh after he said he wasn't going anywhere yeah um but then he did uh and then they exchanged some letters didn't they yes um, yeah where where there was a little bit of a difference of opinion for anyone who got into the details of those
0: yeah i believe so i think um uh She said, um, thank you for resigning in the interests of the country, or words to that effect. And he said, I've resigned after you asked me to. (laughs) Which um, is slightly different, isn't it, really?
1: But it's funny, isn't it? It, All of a sudden, he was the hot topic. And then once you're gone, you're gone. People are hardly talking about him. Well, I think they
0: they covered him going home, didn't they? There was a picture of him... I, I I suppose as they do with all media coverage, they were hoping for some sort of comment on on how he felt because that seems to be the uh, they look for emotions now, aren't they? As though they were hoping maybe he was going to break down on his doorstep, and but he didn't. He just gave a wry smile and and disappeared behind his his um black front door, which um which was uh, looked very reminiscent of Downing Street actually.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming that was
0: in Kensington, somewhere like that. It looked very, um, quite well to do.
1: Well, as they say, he's now uh, in the sort of chip wrapper territory. Yeah. Uh, A few days old, that story. But then we had the highlight of the eight and a half minute press conference, didn't we? (laughs)
0: Yes, we did. I, guess you say, I'd forgotten all about that—the eight and a half minute press conference. Yeah, yeah. She swept into the um, uh, the the. In uh, fact, it wasn't even the the usual press conference room, was it? Not the one which has the panels on, which is the doom
1: and gloom one, wherever the one the Russians built. That.
0: That's right. Yeah, the ones the Russians built. That the COVID one, the one where they had. But this was a. It was almost like a backdrop from the Conservative Party we're all blue from what i can remember and of course the obligatory union jack in the background which mm. seems to be everywhere now doesn't it it's almost um, the americanization of british political press conferences everybody has to have the union jack in the background um, yes and how how, how 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 do you think she performed at that did you think that was a uh,
1: well, um, how can I sum it up? I think it's probably the worst press conference I've ever seen from a senior leader.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and I don't, I, I don't sort of, I'm not exaggerating there. In fact, I, I, it was so bad I felt sorry for her. What I saw was a person, if you forget that she's the Prime Minister, mm. under immense pressure, facing the cruelest of questions, understandably, mm. But you know, when somebody when the media are out there saying, Are you competent? Do you have the confidence of your party? Are you gonna resign? How did you get us into this mess? It's so personal. And therefore, uh, for the four questions that were asked, she gave exactly the same answer mm. to all of them. Mm. And and in, in in fact, said nothing four times. And then I've never seen anyone leave the stage in such a weird way. It was thank you and good night. Woof. Mm. exit stage right and then that crazy scene where the journos were shouting at her yes, uh, yes. aren't you going to say sorry beth rigby mm. are you out of your depth yeah and this you know and it was the weirdest thing and it, it actually it was so bad it affected the bond markets
0: yeah yeah i i I'm, can't say i'm surprised I, I didn't notice that um the bond markets but i thought it was atrocious um She's not very good at these situations, is she at all? And and the, the, there's no... there doesn't, doesn't appear to have been much in the way of preparation. You'd think they'd have sat down and gone through what might be asked at that, that particular press conference and, and have worked it through, role-played it effectively, so that anything that was thrown at her, she'd have some sort of answer for. But I agree with what you were saying, that she had the same answer. I mean, it seems to be... Seem to have been a pat answer all the way through this inverted commas crisis in that she reverts back to telling people about the energy scheme that she's put in place to help people through oh money. my goodness how many times
1: mm. have we heard about that but we'll come on to we'll come what on. that now looks like uh, yeah. in, in a moment or two but yeah so i think we could probably draw a line under that f- was it for a friday it seems ages yeah. ago it seems a long
0: time ago doesn't it,
1: it because so much has happened, and then and then the next day we saw an old friend come back, didn't we? Indeed, yes, on his white
0: charger. Yes, yeah. Um, he was um, obviously announced um, soon after. Uh, was it before or after the press conference? I think it was just before the um, press conference. Yes, it conference leaked out, you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that he was the man. That um, and there are there rumours, aren't there, that. Um, he wasn't the first person approached. I think, the from what I'm reading in the press, our old friend Sarge was approached, but said, um, unless he had 100% control over everything, he wasn't interested. Um, and I think Well, that's a similar
1: else. similar to the reason he left under Boris, wasn't it? Yes. Because Cummings wanted him. But anyway, yeah, he didn't yeah. apply, that's right. Or, or Cummings that's
0: had one of his, um, the dreadful word, one of his spads sacked didn't he if i remember rightly there was a young lady who yeah was one of the treasury's special advisors who he, he marched out the front door without even consulting sarge and uh hence he, he said that he wasn't wasn't going to play ball anymore with boris johnson unless he had control over his own department which i think is perfectly reasonable
1: but in the end it looks from what's happened recently it looks Probably a stroke of luck for Lip, for Liz Trust, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but it's worth covering how how Hunt. What do you think in the way that Hunt delivered his messages? It was it was it Saturday morning or Sunday? Morning? Well, it's was both, wasn't it? Mm. Saturday, so he had a busy weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday. How how do you think he's performed? And, and what has he said?
0: Yeah, I think I heard a word this morning, used which I've not heard for a long while, and that was he was very balming uh, B A L M I N G in that he he calmed everything down didn't he in his yes. responses and and the way he he's taken control of the situation effectively and when in the house when he when he answered questions in the house after his statement there he was very civil very pleasant very uh, you know and very straightforward to any questions that were put to him even when he some was. of the questions were quite and quite rude he was um, you know responded in a manner um, which he'd obviously decided he needed to to calm the markets calm the country and and bring back a bit of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for bring back a bit of uh, uh, understanding and and, and, and a, a bit of um, I'm lost for the word now. Can't think of Not it. Not like you, Sean. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so I think he did very well under the circumstances. And mm. uh, it just depends. I mean, as somebody was saying this morning, that's the easy part, isn't it? To reverse everything that she's already done. The difficult part, which we'll discuss in a minute, comes um, further down the line. H- how did you think he did?
1: I think he was brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I've I've always liked Jeremy Hunt. I don't mm. know why. I think I think he he may well be one of the best Prime Ministers we've never had. But uh, I suppose you've got to put to one side his uh, leadership campaign for the most recent um, mm. run. And in particular, it did come up, didn't it? Rachel Reeves was very good at the dispatch box when she brought up the fact that he wanted 15% corporation tax. So mm. I guess that was equally unfunded. So he he was on a bit of a sticky wicket there. But, but I think if you forget all the political jousting, just what he did was what everyone was saying and we said on last week's pod basically to just junk the previous fiscal event stroke budget mm. just he almost did that lock stock and barrel I think that was really important mm. and it also by by stopping those imminent tax cuts that protected bond yields that uh, protected the pound um, but he also sensibly bought himself a little bit of time both in terms of Uh, the two weeks now he's got to produce the budget fiscal event, whatever you're going to call it, on the 31st of October, but probably longer next three or four months to work on this treasury-led review of the energy price guarantee. Uh, And that's both good news for the country's balance sheet, but also quite terrifying for households and businesses. Mm. So I think Uh, that relief will soon subside as people start to think hang on a minute Mm. in april what's going to happen to our bills um and no doubt the consumer lobbies will really bang on about that not least martin lewis but businesses as well Mm. although they were in that position anyway weren't they because reese Mogg only gave business support for six months anyway i think he did great i can't argue with anything he did i would have gone further uh, I probably would have reversed the national insurance give back but it was too far down the line. Mm. We spoke last week about you can't just flick a switch and turn no, things into reverse. No. So I sort of get it. Um, but yeah, really, really good both in terms of the weekend, what his changes to policy are and how he handled himself in the in the commons yesterday.
0: So, uh, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, I think most people would have Thought that he was from um, the one nation uh, segment of the party, yeah, the old yeah. style party. But then, yeah. when you when you look, as you quite rightly suggested just now, at what his um, prospectus was as he was trying uh, going for the leadership a few months back, that almost is is to the right wing libertarian um, part of the party, you know, cut to corporation tax to fifteen percent. Um, uh, that is right up, in theory, would have been right up Truss's alley. But I think he's adjusted his um, expectations now in light of in light of what's happened in the previous month. He's a pragmatist, isn't he? Really, I think he's taken that view that this uh, is what needs to be I done. I think
1: so. I think, in a way, although I never really liked Truss, uh, uh, I think uh, she was a little bit unlucky because I don't think. Um, prime ministers and chancellors have always been cognizant of what markets might do but i think this is now going to be a template for all future prime ministers and chancellors Mm. over many many years is before you do your budgets (laughs) mini budgets fiscal events yes think think again and then think again well what will markets do
0: yeah and and that that is um I think that it's interesting that that's part of the problem, isn't it? She came into office having said that she was going to upset the Treasury orthodoxy. And yes, that didn't help. No, and the Treasury orthodoxy is obviously there for a reason, isn't it, at the end of the day? it's So that there's that um, safety valve and there's people in place who can say, well, you know, this isn't such a good idea. Um, maybe we shouldn't do this because the outcome of that will be such a such. A, but they were bullheaded in their approach in respect of not looking to those, you know, the OPR and um, other experts in the field, plowed ahead with it and this is what's happened. But I agree with you to a certain extent. I think that had they have tried this and the economy and the world economy being in a better state than it is at the moment, then maybe they would have been more successful in trying to push these
1: um, new orthodoxies through. Yeah, and that was the mistake. You're you're looking at a country's balance sheet that has COVID loans on it Mm. and uh, energy price guarantee loans. Mm. Uh, And it's no different to a household that's suddenly taken on a mortgage, a further advance and a few short term loans. You are maxed out on your credit. Mm. And then to suggest to your bank you might get some more credit, you know what would happen? The computer says no, and it was just different. It's just the market said no. But uh, so yeah, I think um, it all, all all much more positive than where we left it last Friday, for sure. So um, and how job do you well
0: think? Done? Aside from, I think he's been well received so far by his parliamentary colleagues. How do you think he's perceived in in um, in the country both by the membership of the tory party and by the electorate in general
1: uh i i must admit i honestly don't know what the membership think i think on the basis that he's more like sunak uh than truss he Mm. probably isn't perceived that well in the in the membership the 160,000 people Mm. who obviously govern our country uh but the um
0: there was it. a poll out this morning, wasn't there? I don't know whether you saw <laughs> I try? haven't seen it. No, you're ahead of the There was a poll out this applause. morning. They asked that question, and apparently, sixty um, percent of of um, of of those polled this is of the Conservative Party membership if they were if they were in the election again today, sixty percent of them uh, would have voted for Sunak. Oh yeah,
1: right. Okay, forty
0: percent right. of them would have still voted for. Um, well, for Truss which, which is astonishing isn't it
1: really? I'm amazed it's above 4% let alone 40 but mm. I did hear just to make you chuckle I was just coming back uh, from a, a trip earlier and I had a, a phone uh, LBC on the radio and there was this guy he said uh, he said oh uh, I'm, I'm actually a member of the Conservative Party <laughs> and I voted for Liz Truss and the presenter <laughs> said oh really well okay fair enough and he said um, he said but I have to admit I've got buyer's remorse he said but i am quite intelligent he said but i don't understand this economics thing (laughs) oh
0: dear so
1: so so it's he seemed a very nice chap but that's Mm. the problem isn't it he he went along to the hustings got wowed by yeah words i mean this is what politicians do so well isn't it they just they just convince people that what they're saying will happen yeah so yeah but back to hunt um I I think it, there's two. If you'd done the poll about Hunt before all this, he probably wouldn't poll very well with the members. But I think it, if you did it now, he'd probably get similar mm. sixty seventy percent.
0: Yeah, he steadied the ship, hasn't he? I think that that's all that yeah. can be said at the moment. Yeah. Um. And and there's a a way to go. What did you? Um. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to um, what happened yesterday in a minute. But w- do you think he's got leadership ambition?
1: Whoa, what a great question. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it at face value and say no. because mm. he, he came up with that what did he say? It's being clinically removed from him yes, or something. It's, yes. it's, it's very think, it's a very NHS sort of thing. I think
0: he was suggesting that he's tried Twice and and you know, he's he's almost like a vasectomy, almost,
1: (laughs) yeah. Or as Rachel Reeves very kindly said, out of eight candidates, you were 8th uh, so who knows? Uh, politicians are all ambitious, aren't they? So you never know, but probably not. No, why would you want it with all this going on anyway? Crikey,
0: talk about
1: poison chalice,
0: it is, isn't it, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I um, there's enough people who seem to be willing to throw their hats into the ring, isn't there for for that job? Um, yeah, I think
1: if if putting my shoes in a, in a, maybe a senior Tory's position, I would say I know I'm going to lose the next election. There's no way they're going to come back from this. No, no way. Therefore, uh, it's probably similar to Starmer. I'll 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 take the leadership now. Except I'm going to be leader of the opposition, and then rebuild uh, for next time round.
0: So we'll have a look. Uh, no doubt we'll have a look later in, in yes. the runners and riders who might throw their hats or even shoes into the ring, and yes. uh, and see um, and see who who are getting the bookies favourites at the moment. But um, so moving on because we're sort of yes. doing this chronologically, aren't we today? Which is yes. good. So what what happened yesterday? I mean, right early early doors yesterday. I think it was six o'clock in the morning there was something going on, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, well, that's when Hunt, with the Speaker's permission, um, made it.
0: Yes, Sir
1: Lindsay Hoyle. I think that's when he made his various announcements because that was before the markets opened. Yes. So he wanted the markets to calm down. And let's all remember that Yesterday was the first day that the Bank of England allegedly were not going to intervene in the bond market. Mm. So that that worked, and then there was the um, broadcast to the nation around eleven o'clock, which is unusual,
0: min- isn't it? I think the last time yeah. the Chancellor broadcast the nation was probably back during the um, Sterling crisis in under right. the Wilson administration. It, wow. I think it was probably that far back. I don't. I can't recall did it was a broadcast on black wednesday you know when lamont and uh, major probably had to pull britain out of the erm i don't remember that but yeah
1: i, I don't remember it but there was but that that was just i was watching it on bbc the news channel and it was quite funny because they were on college green um nick erdsley and uh, uh, the presenter oh yeah and they suddenly started reading out because they were saying oh well, we can't see him we can't see him okay <laughs> and they were reading so they were reading out the live bbc news site and and she, isn't he on camera oh it doesn't look like him. so i thought oh, i can't be doing this so i switched over to sky and there he was, there so, was. for one yeah. reason i think there's a little bit of revenge on the bbc going on there but anyway um so that then happened and then we had a bit of a curveball because we were expecting hunt to um uh announced things in the house mm. uh, but that was that was delayed because secure put in a, what they call a uq mm. yeah so we didn't get to hear the official version of what um hunt said until uh, about four o'clock. four o'clock but, but before we get to that i think i said it in the uh, i guess worth just reminding ourselves of the 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 meat the, content. the announcements was mm. In simple terms, reverse of reverse of all the various tax giveaways, with the exception of national insurance and stamp duty. Not that they didn't want to reverse those; it's just far too no. down the, the, the parliamentary track. Process. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's interesting, as, that isn't it? Because I didn't.
0: Yeah. I, 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 clearly they're they're moving on with the legislation. But you, I would have thought they could have, if they wanted to, just said we're going to abandon that legislation and and. Then things because if yeah. it's not got the I was going to say the Queen's assent there, but it's not. Of course, it's, if it's not got the King's assent, it doesn't go into uh, legislation. And presumably, they could just walk away from it. But,
1: but the- it's difficult because I know that uh, the stamp duty thing was effective immediately, so people going through transactions now mm. are enjoying the improvement on stamp duty. They've okay. just been lucky. So it's difficult to reverse it. And as we said already, the national insurance has to be briefed out by HMRC to all the employers. It just would have been a nightmare to try and unwind that. Mm. But mm. as I said, this sort of removal of the energy price guarantee for households in April uh, in favour of this Treasury-led review, that's, I think that's going to become a huge thing mm. as the months tick by.
0: I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Both um on a practical level for those who are yeah. affected and also on a political level because um one of the political benefits of it before was that it was universal and everybody was going to benefit from yeah from from that. Whereas I think as we've had discussions over the last few days the um there are less people less good burgers of Tunbridge Wells who will now benefit from it than say People in Bradford, as an example, so I, I think it um, yeah politically for the Conservatives it's an interesting move.
1: And how do you how do you practically do it? Because you have to get the help there immediately because energy bills are every month. Mm. Yeah, it's not something you can claim on your tax return next year, is it? You've you've got to get it. So uh, I, I I haven't had the call, but I do have a d- design model for them if they want to follow it. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. You're you're keen to hear it, aren't you? I was going to say, can
0: you let us in on this? Can we Can we? Well, only you, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) May well only be. Uh, But
1: but yeah, I I think, because they know what the average, let's take electricity, they know Mm. what the average kilowatt hour usage is per annum. Mm. Yeah. And let's say that's 3,000 kilowatt hours. So I think everyone should get that Mm. at the cat rate. Which is thirty-four p per kilowatt hour. That's impressive, right. isn't it? Oh, well, very well informed. Yeah, yeah very. Top well informed. Marks for research. Yeah, I just happened to get an email about <laughs> right. ten minutes before this podcast. But there we are, uh, and then graduate it thereafter. So you know, three thousand to five thousand, it mm. might be fifty p or, or whatever, and that way, uh, everyone um, at the average level gets mm. um, their bills covered, and it's an incentive. To use less and the, the assumption being that richer people live in bigger houses now I know there'll be very uh, there'll be many special cases for example people who look after um, disabled children there's been a few um, uh, of those situations on the news and but they should get support in different ways but I think you have to do something like that the energy companies could do that they'd have to tweak their billing models but they can do that and they can do that quickly mm. there we are what do you think
0: well, uh, it seems a reasonable idea. And as you say, as long as there's measures put in to help those exceptions
1: to the rule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I guess the only the only other question I would ask is, is that going to be sufficient enough a saving from that particular in terms of if you take the average household and you're, you're um, subsidising the average household down? How many How many people are there who are above average in the country? Is the, the savings About half of them, I think, Sean. do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, it depends upon what the figures are. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: it seems... I, 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 I don't know. No. I, 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 I've got to be honest. I, I don't know. But at the moment, whether you're a massive user mm. or you're a light user, mm. everyone will pay 34 pence per kilowatt hour. So all I'm saying is, if there's a threshold where that stops and it goes up to fifty pence, it it means that mm. it will it has to cost the government less. But hey, this podcast isn't really it the Martin it seems Lewis. But,
0: yeah, Martin yeah. Lewis seems eminently <laughs> sensible, and and and, and maybe you. it's um, you know, to to use the phraseology of days gone past, the least worst alternative in that regard. That'd might. be a
1: great name for a podcast. <laughs> I I I shall I send Hunt an email. Shall I do oh, yeah, that? I would.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah. You heard it here first, listeners or listener. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and we, we we can claim more. Well, Guy can claim ownership of that particular scheme. Um, so uh, I, I mean, other things that he didn't, well, yeah. he did mention, but there weren't reversals. Were they? Um, they put the the triple lock back on the table, haven't they? In terms of tensions. everything's on the
1: table. That's what mm. I heard him say. Mm.
0: And yeah. and again,
1: uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, as unpopular as it sounds, in order to balance the books, we're going to have to reduce in real terms some of the benefits. Mm. What do you think?
0: Um, in those stark terms, it sounds reasonable, but in practical, practically, I'm not sure how that's going to play um we need to find the money from some way clearly i agree uh but i, re- I at the moment I'm, i mean we'll come on to that maybe in a minute but i'm having difficulty thinking coming up with solutions that are going to to balance the books i mean I, I fear for my ex-colleagues in the public sector because i think public sector pay is going to be we're going back and they keep talking down there about austerity 2.0 we're going back to 2008 2009 and, and it's going to be the same sort of measures that we had last time around um completely contrasting with what we were talking about last week because this obviously brings the growth agenda to a complete standstill um because far from having growth the public are going to be pulling in their horns effectively and I mean some of the stories I've heard today about people suggesting that they'll have the heating on over Christmas as a treat which is I mean that in a country that's meant to be fifth or sixth largest economy in the world that's pretty telling isn't it what have we done to get ourselves into this situation how did we how did we get to where we are now
1: yeah yeah and and of course that that's That's a downward spiral isn't it? because if if people are in that situation or or even if not just Christmas, even if people are really not turning on the heating when they should, that's going to obviously cause more illness mm. uh, It's also going to cause damage to properties so you'll get mold and damp uh, mm. so let's let's hope that these are very exceptional. Uh, circumstances, yeah, but but nevertheless, uh, it, it, we can't exp- we can't ask Hunt to do this job for us mm. and not and not to make some cuts. There are some obvious candidates. So the increase in defence from two to three percent is twenty billion. Mm. So maybe you can say, well, look, it's two and a half percent, just just using simple numbers. that, yeah. that shaves ten billion off. Yeah, uh, but still keeps us above the uh, the NATO agreement. So that's that's just one idea. I- well, that's two ideas I've come mm. up with now. Mm. I need to have a lie down. But uh, the <laughs> I- I- the but we're going to have to do it. And and you have got this issue, haven't you? Of if if private sector pay is going up by five percent, yes. So private sector are having to take some pain. Is it fair? That public sector workers should have uh, retail price index or CPI.
0: Well, you 10%. can you can make that argument, but on the converse side of that, yep. the public—I'm yep. sure the TUC would say—public sector have had their wages frozen for the last eight, nine years. Yes, that's um, fair. Whereas the private fair. sector have had increases year on year. So okay, okay, um, it it's you pay your money, you you takes your chance on yep. that
1: yeah that's very fair fair, fair challenge back and that just shows you how difficult it is isn't it yeah. because great orators great representatives will be able to make very good points
0: yeah it's all I mean the, 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 the simplicity of it isn't it as the uh, as Trust was saying it is all one pie and unless you grow the pie then you have yeah. to decide how that pie is going to be cut up so I, I yeah it, it's a it's a very difficult problem i'm not sure that um i've certainly not got the answers i think um
1: well what about what about so if we've not got the answers on which public sectors take the pain what about tax increases because he said it quite clearly mm. two or three times some taxes are going to increase so what have you got you've got income tax
0: yeah, inheritance tax I suppose.
1: inheritance tax you've got capital gains tax i think they're mm. the big ones national insurance we're not going to increase that are they so, so which one of those three, corporation tax, could that go well, up even the, higher? don't well, think
0: so. No, there's VAT as well, of course. Which, oh, yes. Which I think would be, I mean, that would be, bring in a lot, uh, just a small increase in VAT would would bring in a lot of money. That's a
1: it? good point. And it is progressive, isn't it? That's the right expression. Hmm. So the more you spend, the more you pay, and therefore more wealthy people will pay more so i think it
0: depends okay. on what you spend your money on doesn't it if you spend your money on on um on chicken bakes from greg's every day of the week that's hot food and there's a vat put on that so that might not, and, and that's not going to be um jacob reese mogg isn't going to be down greg's buying himself a flat white and mm. a chicken bake so it, it you know it you, again no, it's, you
1: might you, you, he <laughs> <It could> was <laughs> explaining on yesterday how to uh, if you turn your flow temperature down on your boiler it right. doesn't cost you anything I'm not sure he'd know how to do it well no, no re-smog
0: towers I can't imagine maybe <laughs> Nanny does it <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> but I yeah I I, I don't know I, I no. um, but I think VAT might be one that psychologically you wouldn't notice it at, at coming out yeah. of your pay at the beginning of it and, and you quite rightly say that the, the less you spend, the, the less you'll be hit by it, I guess. Um, yep. And it would hit those people who are, in the sense that it's progressive, that if you're buying a top-end luxury good, you'd probably pay more than you would if you were buying hot food.
1: Yeah. Um, What's the VAT rate at the moment then? Um. 20% uh, yeah.
0: right? It used to be 15%, didn't it? But I'm not sure it, i find
1: It went down during the pandemic, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's twenty percent. So, but what we what we wouldn't be privy to is how much it would go up by. So, would you put it up by two percent, or rather, not put it to twenty two percent? Not 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 a huge amount. That could I, bring I, in billions, couldn't it? Well, yeah, easy yeah. to do as well. That's yeah. the other thing. It has to be easy to implement.
0: Easy to yeah yeah. And the um, you were talking earlier about. I'm not sure that I'd do thinking optimistically on that but I'm not sure i do much on capital gains tax i think that would be again when you're trying to encourage people to save for their futures and you're trying to encourage people to make provision mm. for their pensions um that would be like shooting yourself in the foot unless you were to
1: make yeah i don't uh, think it's a huge i don't think it makes a lot of a, it it's a it's a nice one politically because you, mm. you you get the impression that people with with lots of wealth and lots of assets, probably yeah. make a few oh. quid, but um, okay. I think so, you're right
0: with um, uh, corporation tax. I don't think they can do much more with that. I think they've they're already no, increasing. No, that it one's to
1: been done, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so I think that, I think you may have. I think you might you, you might be right. I think VAT is probably the front runner. Well done. It'd
0: be interesting to see that that. Um, mm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we, we've got the, the reversal of all those measures, we've got um, um, public sector cuts coming up. Then well, I yeah. know we, we covered it briefly, but where do you think you'll make the cuts in, in
1: the well, I think defence is going to be one just, of them.
0: Just defence, do you? Health? Yeah. You think health?
1: No. No. I think it's just, it's just too much of a, hot, hmm. not a day goes by without another story of the health sector being in turmoil. Uh, so I and he knows that sector better than any yeah and even during austerity NHS was protected so I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and say no to health unless they get rid of a load of managers which I don't think anyone would object to no Uh, so don't think health's on the side I think projects been interesting one I think HS2 might be mothballed yeah
0: that was, was that was a huge amount wasn't it that was something in total I mean, before it had started, I think it was or something, it? or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was, it? oh, okay. No, How you much, must, Do you uh, think?
1: 100, I must have got the wrong figure. Oh, can't I can't mean, begin it because, no, yeah. forget that. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, yeah. it was a huge
0: figure. Yeah, um, right. So, the, yeah, I mean, that, that. and we were talking about benefits as well as to whether, we were speculating as to whether he would freeze or increase benefits just in, in line with um, with retail price index as opposed to inflation wasn't it i think
1: yeah i think i think what they'll do there is i think they'll uh probably do a halfway house they'll probably say well, if wage inflation is five percent mm. and inflation inflation is 10 we'll, we'll call it seven and a half yeah that's because that's easy to, you can explain that can't you with a yeah. reasonable you know yeah yeah yeah
0: so um, where do we get to? We were we, we we had her arrive at the house and make her, well, she didn't make a statement, did she? she sort of crept into the house, didn't she? Um,
1: yeah, it's like tr- the cat crept in and crept out again, wasn't it? Yeah, as the song goes. The- we missed.
0: Sorry, we missed. we, we were running on running on chronologically. Of course, Penny yes. Morden answered this um, yes question yeah. that, that that that's the key. Tabled this un, unexpected or unusual or extraordinary UQ, question. UQ u q yeah yeah um which, which turned into a bit of a um bit of a wet squib really, didn't it there wasn't it didn't seem yeah. to um
1: i think I, in the end, I can see why he did it, but I don't think he really gained if anything, and in my opinion all all that happened was penny Morden made a very good case for a future leadership contender mm. uh she, she didn't answer any questions and she was a little bit flippant, but she brought some humour into it. She mm. was so confident. She mm. was so confident. And then yeah. she's quite a big presence, isn't she, as well. And it reminded me of, this is a bit bizarre, but it reminded me of how well she did um, at the some of the ceremony um, at the, after the Queen's death. Mm. And mm. that ceremony where Charles had the issue with the pens when yeah. she just did all the announcements. That's all she did, but she did it so confidently. She did it very well, yeah. And it's the most impressed I've been with Morden. So so I, I didn't think it worked in Sukir's favour at all. I don't think it did him any damage. No. But she, she quite cleverly <clears throat> flipped it to say, look, all you're doing with this question is delaying what the nation wants to hear. Mm. And so I thought it was quite clever.
0: Yeah, I, I thought she handled it relatively well. I was quite interested as well to hear... Um, <laughs> And she didn't need to respond in that manner, but when she was asked a question about um, whether um, Liz Truss was back in Downing Street hiding under a desk, <laughs> she um, she came back and said, no, she wasn't in Downing Street hiding under a desk, which I thought was um, a bit mischievous in the sense of using the same terminology because there was a wry smile on her face, I think, when... when uh, when she said that when she answered the question so I agree with entirely with what you were saying that she's she's not done herself any damage in terms of a future leadership bid at some point and and that contrasts completely with her performance on the hustings doesn't it because she wasn't surprisingly to me she wasn't very good on the hustings she was quite reserved and didn't seem to have that air of authority yeah
1: I guess it's experience isn't it Mm. uh plus i don't think she had her policies in any sort of order her her basic pitch from memory was we need a new approach and i'm that new approach well that's fine but at least give us something to hang our hat on mm. uh, so, so yeah but you know experience is is a wonderful thing isn't it and uh, she's obviously gained from that um so she did well but then then we had the bizarre sight of the Prime Minister sort of sneaking in, didn't we?
0: Mm. And she was there for his statement. Mm. Um, and then she was off, wasn't she? And and that was interesting, wasn't it, that um, Penny Maldon had said that she was uh, involved in something very important mm. and she couldn't be there. And, and, um, yes. And, and that he, she, she'd wanted to tell the House what it was that she was involved in, but she was told that she couldn't do so. Um, which is very strange, and and then it leaked out that apparently she spent the afternoon entertaining Sir Graham Brady. So I'm led to believe the man in the yellow tie who chairs the 1922 backbench committee. Um, well, he's
1: just been in Greece, hasn't he? And uh, somebody said that. He actually had a bit of a job getting into his house when he returned because of all these <laughs> letters on the doorstep. <laughs>
0: couldn't get the door open. <laughs>
1: yeah, so he was a bit delayed. He was tanned and delayed. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a know. back problem. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so, so uh, one can only assume Sorry. that he was entertaining the Prime Minister over a glass yes. of ouzo, and I don't know quite Well, what, yeah, a bit of ouzo yeah
1: but i i thought i i did see i didn't see all of um uh, jeremy's presentation but i saw the bit where Truss was there and i I just came to the conclusion there must be something really interesting on the side of the dispatch box right because truss's eyes were just fixed on the side of the dispatch box they didn't move i mean normally you look up at the person speaking don't you and you nod and you maybe hurl a bit of abuse at the opposition or something yeah. Or you hear, hear it. But nothing, nothing no. at all. It's very I'm strange, not surprised. I mean, the poor lady, I do have this sympathy at a personal level. Uh, yeah. She I'm, must I'm, be battered. She must be absolutely battered.
0: I guess. I think there's a bit of, I mean, uh, the, in my, I mean, I, I I normally would have sympathy on a human level, but there was so much hubris at the beginning of her Administration. I'm afraid a lot of that has gone. You know, because it was only three weeks ago. I think three weeks ago on Friday, wasn't it, where he Kwasi Kwarteng was was making the big speech in the Commons, the fiscal event, um, and and effectively announcing at the end of the speech that they weren't going to reduce the top rate. They were going to scrap it all together, and and that really, you know, to me you 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 know you you get what you sow don't you? you 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 reap what you sow
1: yeah there's a little bit of comeuppance but uh maybe i'm a bit of a softy i just mm. just on a personal level i'd, I'd actually felt for her uh, and I, I know it'll be the world's smallest violin but um, <laughs> that that's that's how it appeared so um that was that and then i didn't see it but she then went on the bbc
0: mm. well before she went, I. I I was interested just before we talk about her going oh, right. on to the BBC yeah, okay. that's all right there was a there was a, a commentator that was talking yesterday and it struck me they were saying that you know that, that this is the time where um prime ministers who want to uh who want to survive um would normally would normally sort of come out um would normally come out battling um and and it and it took me back to um Margaret Thatcher's last... Do you remember the... Um, I'm enjoying this! I'm enjoying this!
1: I, that was one of her last speeches, it wasn't was. it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that that was after she realised she was on the way out. And I do and, remember that. And she came into the house, and she was probably one of the best speeches she'd given. Of course, the irony of it was that at that point, they were all... Everybody behind her was scream, screaming applause and waving their order papers, and mm. after they decided to to stick the knife in um but it's quite quite interesting isn't it because she's a completely different character she's she's almost gone completely into her shell hasn't she and and coming on to what you were talking about the chris mason interview with the bbc you you've seen that now haven't you i believe
1: i saw a 45 second output on the bbc website so i haven't Mm, seen it all
0: no and it's not there's not it's it's a other i mean she admits that mistakes were made and they weren't in that they went too far too fast yeah that's
1: what i saw yeah
0: but there's no admission that maybe they were going in the wrong direction in the first place there's still this and i think that might be a problem going forward there's still this belief that what they were trying to do was correct um and i'm not sure there's, there's almost the need for a bit of contrition at the moment isn't there the moment they anybody or the markets start to see there's a a chink of light between what the Prime Minister wants to achieve and what the Chancellor wants to achieve I think we could be back in turmoil again
1: yeah that that could happen but I think she's too she's too uh, damaged and I think she's learned she has learned from this mistake and I don't think she'll do anything daft to contradict Hunt in, in the short term um, so uh, i I, I'm, I am genuinely surprised that she's basically said she's going to lead the party up to the next election, so it's a couple of years' time, and I, I still don't think she'll be there. So uh, we've
0: got we've got a, a few minutes left. So right. where, where does that, uh, ultimately then, in terms of her future, the party's future, and who's going to be Prime Minister, where does that leave us? And, and do you think she'll, I think you've just said, you don't think that she'll lead... Conservatives into the next election I just, I, how long do you think I she's got left
1: I, th- I think the only reason she's still there and it's it's the right reason is that what the country and what the markets and what the economy doesn't need at the moment is a change of leadership and mm-hmm. s- even a coronation because uh, the risk is the coronation could go badly wrong and we could be facing another mm. <laughs> clamour for the Prime Minister be removed, so I think it probably is sensible uh, for the party to just stick with trust for the moment because she's not doing anything. It's wonderful expression. Have you heard this one? Pina, Pina, yeah, in, in Prime yeah, Minister, in, Prime name Minister only. in name only, a mm. fantastic, uh, fantastic acronym. But and that's what she is, and 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 you know, she can't do any harm like that. And and I think for now, it's what we probably should do. Uh, But I just don't see in, let's say, maybe up to Christmas, I think they'll come up with a way Mm. of removing her and getting a consensus candidate. I mean, there's no way the country would accept another 12-week leadership Mm. election process. Mm. And even some Labour, uh, sorry, Conservative MPs are saying um, they even wonder if it's time for a general election. And um, something I hadn't thought of, which I heard today, is some... Conservative MPs have been so disillusioned with what's been going on they're not worried about losing their seat because they're not going to stand again they're not going to no, no. so they're, they're really militant
0: mm. yeah they've got nothing so to lose have they? they nothing
1: have they? to lose at no. all so uh, so what happens now I I think she'll stay a little while just to settle the ship but then they'll they'll get rid of her
0: I've got a suggestion for you. I nope, go on. Because <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking about it, because the argument is at the moment, and I agree with what you're saying, that I don't think she's necessarily probably proved completely wrong now by next week she would have gone, but I don't think she's going to go quite just yet. Um, I think she'll be in for a few weeks or a month or so, longer. But the argument yeah. has been that they, they won't move because they can't come up with with a compromised candidate. And okay. They've either got Rishi, obviously on on the left of the party, who the the libertarians on the right hate, or they've got somebody on the right of the party, um, and there's enough of those, Suela Bravoman. Um, uh, oh, that'll um, go well. A few others, <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, Kemi Badenoch, who's also on the right of the party, who, who the One Nation toys couldn't couldn't stomach i think they would take a leaf out of what um what the liberal democrats have done in the past in fact the Tories did it a while back themselves as well maybe look backwards to try and find a compromise candidate uh, an elder statesman and i've got a name in mind here which I oh think go on I, then. I if i were in their position i'd be looking to see whether i could um get um william Hague back in place i know william Hague's in the lords but then we have had prime ministers in the Lords. It's not. That's a, a
1: really good. That's a really good shout. Uh, it then comes back to uh, he's a very successful journalist, isn't he mm. now? And he writes books, mm. and he's he's become he's he's become so well respected. He's really not, well respected. He's
0: not of the left, and he's not of the right, particularly. No. No. I, th- I think he'd be a candidate they could all because I think they've they're they're resigned as you say to losing the next election. I yeah. think they need somebody who can pull the party together, sort things out, and hold them. And they did this once before. No, maybe not such a united candidate. Do you remember when they brought Michael Howard back to take charge yes. of the party?
1: Something of the night in him. Something said
0: that. <laughs> that was uh, Anne Willicombe said
1: that. Didn't she? <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Um, but I think he'd be a candidate who they could all coalesce around. Yeah. Hague. Um, Whether they'll do that, I can't think. I was trying to think of any other candidates from the past that they could look to. But I think a lot of them now are. I mean, I, I like um, Ken Clark, but he's detested by the libertarian right at the
1: moment. And, and he's, an old, he's I think he's said that this is his last uh, gig, isn't it? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. He's he's he's. I I like Ken Clark as well, but. I think it's a good shout, and it would all come down to, would he want to do it? Would he want to do it? Would yeah. you really want to put yourself through this? So he's Presumably he's a family man, and would you really want to put that in your family through well, the we, scrutiny?
0: We could have another pod on this, couldn't we, really? A whole pod on, on um, politicians who've got the job too early, because there's quite a few, aren't there, there, who, I mean, he... he he got the job far too early in his political career I think as did David Cameron to a degree I think they have been a bit more experienced
1: yeah and wasn't he up against Blair as well Mm,
0: yeah
1: Haig was yeah that was a that was a tough one
0: yeah yeah so I think we're we're, um, everything happens on a daily minute by minute basis at the moment doesn't it but um, assuming uh, there's there's nothing major that we want to do another intervening pod with um we'll be back next week won't we I believe. We'll
1: be back next week.
0: Yeah. So um uh, just remains for me to wish you a, a wonderful afternoon.
1: Thank you Sean and good afternoon to you too. Bye Take now. Care. Cheers.